0: Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. I take authority of the atmosphere. I cast out every unclean spirit by the power of the living God. Holy Ghost power, come in now. Set everything in order. Do what you need to do. Tilt the fallen grounds on the hearts and the minds of the people that they may be receptive, that they may be absorbent and paying attention to what God is saying through the spiritual realm. Hide me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. If I was gonna pick a topic today, it would be, you talk too much. We're gonna be in 2 Kings, the 20th chapter, verses 12 through 19. Proverbs 16 and 18. John, St. John 4, verses 14. Genesis 37, 4 through 6. A lot of times when we're emotional or going through a tough situation, we want to talk it out, but ain't nobody trying to pray it out. To stay in your body and your mind, it's not going to be able because it will eradicate it, it will destroy it by the fire of God. People are not praying through the power and through the anointing. There's no more breaking anointing, it's only in a few people. And if you don't have a breaker's anointing, you're not going to be able to break through. You're not going to be able to see God. You're not going to understand. When I was a babe in Christ, I thought everything was a demon. But then as I grew up in God, I had to know that everything was not a demon. It was just some things that I had a door and an access to. And I was allowing it to come in and sit on my shoulders and tell me all kind of crazy stuff. But then there's some things that I've done through the spiritual they that open up access her through the demonic realm that I did have an evil spirit. Her, and that somebody that was higher than me had to come in and cast it out and counsel me and let me know that I had a door opening. But one of the things about it is that the desire and the hunger for the church of yesterday is not in the church today. you got to understand so that people's minds are shifting. Her. They're shifting to in and everything. Her, and they're looking does not reside in your emotions. Your emotions don't move God. Because if that's the case, why are you crying and whining now? And the problem is still before you. You need to understand your situation is it's almost intolerable for you it's too much for you to embell or endure but instead of you trying to change your strategy you're going to do the same thing because that's all you know you walk around and you say that your spirit is open but it's not open to new things So you continue to walk in the same pattern and you're looking for a different result. The Bible tells you that if you do not let your mind be in Christ Jesus, you're not going to be able to learn how to move in the spiritual things in God. You got to let God come in and take you over. And if you don't understand that, you need to get somewhere and tell God about what you don't understand. You need you so busy trying to tell Him what you don't like, but you're not telling God how to come in and Help you change your situation. You need to understand something. That's why the word is falling on deaf ears. The word is falling all around your feet. Huh? And you need to understand why you cannot pick it up huh? and run with it. Huh? You run it with everything else, but you cannot run huh? with the truth. What with, with God is staying stability. But you'll run at the instability all day long. Huh? And you want to know why you're double minded, why you're split minded, huh? why the enemy has a door coming back and forth any type of way. You need to understand what God is saying and doing it's all in the mind but you don't have no power and you say that you a believer of God where is your power where is your breakers anointing the old testament says that he'll come one way but he'll free seven different ways that's going to complete the situation But if God don't come in and answer, you the first time. Then you give up. Don't let it be the second or third time. You about to lose your mind and go crazy. And then now you want to denounce the things of God. And you're expecting God to come into unbelief and work in your situation that has no unbelief. You need to understand something. Even a person that God is working a miracle in their life. God is doing that for a reason and a purpose. There's something. But you don't understand all the miracles and the things that God brought you out of. You don't see them as a miracle. But they were a miracle. And so therefore now you come in and do all of these things and you need to know how God is doing and this and that, but you don't want to reference what God is saying and doing in this hour, and you discount, you dismount everything that he's doing, and you never come into a place of faith, and you want to know why your situation is not changing, but yet you're looking at somebody else within your, and you desire that, but yet you don't even want to come and work until your own. You need to understand something once you get out there and start telling your own, then God has sending you help to help manage yours and keep yours in a place. But when God comes in and does that, you'll be able to keep your vineyard. But you don't want to do the work. You're looking for somebody else to do the laboring. And all you want to do is the reaping. But this is not the hour that we're living in. Let's go to 2 Kings. The 20th chapter, verse 12. Judah's rap wealth is exposed to Babylon. At that time, Baradat, it says Ben Laden. it says bin Laden, the son of bin Laden, King of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah. I looked up his name, it means Yahweh's strength. And this is very interesting that his name is not reflecting anything because Hezekiah is dependent on his own strength. So God is using a foreigner to come in to teach him a lesson. But you're going to understand this lesson is going to go down to their children, his children. So you don't understand that these things that you're teaching, they're going down to your household. The pastor ain't nobody on, on, on the radio. There ain't no famous pastor on the internet teaching your children anything. You are. You're teaching them how to go through. You're teaching them what not to do, what to do, and they are getting instructions from you. That's why you need to be a light in your home, on your job, anywhere you go. You need to shine the light from heaven in your heart. And you need to understand what God is saying. Verse 13. No. No. For he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. When you go back to verse 19, you're going to see that God raised him up again and sent the prophet back and told him that he was going to do this. Even though God has done things in our life, but we still got pride. We still got ourselves to overcome. So you're not doing anything in the Bible that hasn't already been done. The Bible tells you there's nothing new underneath the sun. And you don't understand. You think that you got something going on, and you hiding this and that. You're not even hiding. You're not even deceiving God. You're not even deceiving the pastor no more. You're just basically being exposed to what it really is. And I'm just hoping this Bible and these scriptures will help you understand where you really sit at in God and go somewhere and pray and fast, and that you get a break of something so you can come through and that you can be on top and change what's in your household. The only difference is that God can still come in. But the prophet is going to send him a word. So before you even get to that place, you just need to come in and let God reconstruct some things in your house. And your house is your mind and your spirit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you rather hide behind a lie and cause your daughter and your son to be in, this, in damnation and, and out in, in a place of disobedience into the things of God. You're teaching them that by your actions, and you need to understand that spirits fall to the next generation, and they're learning from you. So this king, Baraday is here visiting. Verse 13, And Hezekiah was attentive to them. That means he paid close attention to them. And it says, And showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver and the gold, the spices and precious ornaments, and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in all that his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. I'm going to tell you something. This king, I'm going to turn it around so you can understand. This represents the devil in your life. You showing him everything. You're showing it to them. And one thing about it is, after you have a tantrum of Mary, you don't remember that tantrum. But you don't show the enemy how you're going to react to every situation. So what he does is he puts you on a string and he works the situations around you to manipulate you so you can continue to have tantrums in the things of God and that you would never come into the place that to the truth and knowledge of Jesus Christ and understand the power and what you really have and what you really have God has given you the treasures that you can have a deliverance and that you could be set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. So instead of you believing God, you're so busy in your having tantrums and therefore when the pastors or somebody else trying to come up and teach you you're so busy rejecting them because it's not somebody that's entertaining your emotions and your thoughts that's really not real because the Bible tells you fear is false evidence appearing real so you don't understand that your fear is causing you to have a tantrum But it's really false evidence appearing real in your life. So you're walking out something that's really not real. So you, all your whole life, you've been faking it. So when people tell you you are not, you're this and that, you're you're really not real, you're really not a true person, you're hiding behind, you really are. You don't understand it's the fear that got you trapped. So you are false evidence appearing real. And so therefore, you cannot really be real with yourself because you're so busy into a place that you don't know who you are. So you're pretending to copycat everything that you're doing in your life. Or if that person is less than it is. That's why everybody can be following all these singers and stars and desire to be like them and all of these people on reality shows that you don't even understand that they're full of demons and witchcraft but yet you want to know why you're bringing demons to the house of God and why you can't get set free and that's why it is and when you walk out the door right here that's why the enemy is going to continue. He just he grabs you and just continues to put you on that string and continues to manipulate you in your situation and so you're always having a tantrum in your life. You're really never coming into the truth knowledge you're really never coming into the meat of the word or a place of maturity so therefore you'll always continue to be like a child and in an adult situation then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him what did these men say From where did they come to you? I'm going to stop there. Hezekiah has shown himself to be almost the exact opposite of a, it says, other-centered person. He was almost, it says, totally centered. All he cared about was his own personal comfort and success. So he's self-centered. And and when a person is self-centered, they're full of pride. It says right here, a feeling of deep pleasure or what satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. You think it because you're being nasty and hurting somebody that you have achieved something. Oh, I made that person feel this way. and you don't even understand, you're already deceived because Satan has already got you. That's why you cannot obtain anything from the Lord. And you can't see that he's allowing you to plant these seeds and down the road, they do catch up with you. It says the achievement of those with whom one is closely associated. It says, oh, from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. We're talking about pride. So he's already got a spirit of pride. And one thing about it is, Satan works what's already there. So don't you think that Satan planted something new in you? you he was already there. You just opened the door. Understand this: that so you don't think that anything is happening. Everything that is playing out now in your life was already there from the beginning. A feeling of deep pleasure. A feeling is flesh. It is the act of the flesh. So you're operating in your how you feel and your emotions. This is what pride does. Whatever it tells you to do in your flesh, that's how you play it out. And you get a temporary gratification. And we don't understand why we're still mature and why God doesn't release anything more in our life. He cannot do it because you're not mature enough. And I got to read you Galatians 5 and 19, now the works of the flesh are evident. In the Amplified version, it says, now doing practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immoral, impure, indecency. You don't understand why he's got you having a tantrum. Everybody around and stops and watches you, how you acting. Let that child be in food line and acting crazy. Everybody stops and looks. So when they do that, then the second thing, after we look at the child. Then we go in and then we look at the parent. So Satan goes in like he did Job and said, look at what this is going to do. He's going to do this and this and that. And the thing about it is Job overcame himself, but you have not overcame yourself in your own situation. So when he goes and he's the accuser of the brother and he goes before God and and, in heaven and says, look at what your children are doing. You done sent your only begotten son to die on the cross for their sins and they're still having tantrums. He's an accuser of the brethren. And the Bible says that when you sin, you crucify him all over again with your lack of faith and your fleshly walk and thinking. It'll overtake everything. It'll have you walking down a wrong pathway. And you to show Satan everything that's in your house. He knows how much God you got and how much God you don't have. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition dissension, and heresy. And we don't understand that Satan likes us to get indignant. He's the taking you down another level because the flesh and the spirit can't move at the same time. It cannot do it. One is going to overtake the other. And the flesh a lot of times overshadows the spirit. I want you to see this. And I want to tell you something. Proverbs 16 and 18 said, pride goes before destruction. And a holy spirit before a fall. I want you to see this. And we don't understand this. It says the high, It says the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. This is Proverbs sixteen and seventeen. He that keepeth his ways preserveth his soul. Pride goes before destruction. His pride was already there in Nebuchadnezzar before the the king of Babylon came. So you're thinking Satan is just coming. He's coming because you opened the door. He just did what was already there all the time. Stop thinking that everything that's before you, everything that you're going through, it was something that the devil came in and did it. You had to have something to invite him in. There was always something there before. A lot of times we don't want to acknowledge our nasty ways and our works of our flesh. you got to understand something. If it's nothing there, Satan cannot mess with You need to understand and get somewhere and let God really deliver you. And if you do not have faith, you're not going to be able to move mountains in your life. You're always going to be a a sounding symbol and a tingling brass. There's not going to be nothing with it. There's not going to be no substance. The only way that you can have substance is having the things of God rooted inside of you. If you don't really believe this gospel and if you don't take God at his word, and don't add nothing to it and don't subtract nothing to it. You're not going to be able to walk this walk. You're not going to be able to continue to have paid faith and power in Jesus Christ. You cannot be in this game and think that you're going to think you can just fake it like you had some college or like you had some high school. you got to really know that your anchor is held by the solid rock. Because Satan is going to try. The rock, the weak, and everything else, he will not overtake the rock if the rock is rooted in Jesus Christ. A lot of times you can run here and there. It doesn't matter where you go. All roads lead back to Jesus Christ. It's your faith that's not in place. It's not God. But we want to blame God. But we're going around talking this and this and that, acting like you got faith and you ain't got no faith because you can't even move the mountain. You can't even pray for nobody else because you're so self-centered. you just so busy doing all of this, but yet there's nothing rooted inside of you. And you want to know why God is not moving on certain things in your behalf. He may move here. He may move there. But the bigger picture, the overflow, you cannot walk into it because you're not ready because God knows what's inside of you and me. That's why God keeps us in a place that we continue to pray and fast that we can come up. Anybody that comes up too fast will not have sustenance. An overnight wonder but a next day blunder. But we don't understand this. So the prophet is saying where do these people come from? I'm going to tell you something. Before a prophet comes he already knows Because the prophet is coming in the mouthpiece of God. That's why where you at now, God has already been there. So when you in the next place, God has already been there. He's always before us. He's always ahead of us. So if God's sending the prophet, the prophet is operating in the mouthpiece of God. So God is already knowing and told the prophet what it's going to be. He's just waiting to see if you're going to really acknowledge what you've done. And when you don't acknowledge what you've done, guess what? Then you go back. And then you continue to go back until God breaks the pride of? A lot of times what you hold it on to is the very thing that's keeping you from your next move of God. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say and from where did they come to you? And Hezekiah said, they came from a foreign country, from Babylon. And he said, what have they seen in your house? He's asking them specific questions. When a person got a lying spirit, they're going to jump all the way around. You hear me? They're not going to want to deal with the truth. I deal with people. They're going to jump here and there. They're going to try to talk fast and try, uh uh-uh, no, I see in the spirit. And I ask specific questions. And this is what he's doing here. He's not doing a whole lot of jabbering. You can't confuse the men and women of God with your jabbering, your talking, your nonsense. And Satan got you on that screen and you're just doing this and this and this and that. Look at your people your job. But yeah, you don't understand how it is in your house. So when your kids talk to you any kind of way, that's why you sit there and eat and accept it. Because you're used to. But the truth of being around people with truth is very difficult. That's why you avoid it at all costs. Because you can't handle it. So you'll put up with foolishness because you about that. And then you'll say, oh, baby, let me do this and this and that. You'll try to comfort it. You'll try to contain it in your controlling way. And God said, no, I'm not letting you contain this. I'm going to have this terminated and your house is going to tap everything until you acknowledge me, that I am Lord. So that's why we got all of these fires in our lives. All of these distractions. All of this trouble, confusion, and disarray. Because we don't want to acknowledge the truth. And when you don't want to acknowledge the truth, you cannot deal with what's in your household or within your head. Because you don't want to deal with the truth. You always want to see yourself a certain way. But sometimes in order to get clean, you got to see yourself as a sinner. You have to see and understand the Adam nature in you. Because if you don't understand the Adam nature, let me tell you something, going to church do not make you saved and cleaned up. It just makes you a, just a person that's just saved that they got the blood of Jesus and you got saved, but yet you can't even live under things of God. You don't even understand it. There's no life. There's no stability. And when you open your mouth and praise God, it sounds like dry wind coming out. You need to understand something. You've got to get somewhere and get to show up the power. There's nothing wrong with God. There's something wrong with the vessel. And you're trying to pour a new wine in an old wine skin, and you want to know why it's busted everywhere. You don't want God to put you on the potter's wheel and make you over again. You want to say, I find the way I am. And God says, you're dirty. You're unclean. not the hour to be worried about what people are saying and doing. You need to be seeing are you living your life as if every day it was your last. You need to see about the corrupt communication. And you're probably saying, well, I don't talk to anybody nasty, but it's in your head. It's in your heart. Some of us got to build up about how we really feel about people. That's your corrupt communication. I'm just breaking it down so you can understand and stop living in the lie. The corrupt communication is in your head. You can smile before a person and hate their guts. People do it all day long. And why are you only limiting to the things that you're better than the people out in the world? I'm not no better than Beyonce. It's just that I'm saved. I'm not better than Ben Affleck or any of these people right here, Lil Uzi, Lil Wayne, and all. I'm not better than. Him. The only thing that separates me is that I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. Does not mean that God does not love these people because God loves them. He's gonna love them till the last breath is in their body. You need to understand something. We come into the place. Yes, we're kings, kid, but yet why are you dirty and nasty? But why are you still playing over there and they feel? Why are you still wanna? entertain and look what they're doing and desire the things that they desire and not desire what God has for you. You need to understand about our ways. And I talk to people all the time. And they design the world and doing everything that the world is doing. Because you always have to look over there and see. But never acknowledge that what God has for you. And you say that you're born again, but yet you're desiring the things in the world. There's got to be a separation from the sacred things and from the things that are not sacred. And in the church, it's in here now because people are bringing in, The spirit of God is not bringing evil things in the house. It is the people that walk through the door where all of these idols, all of these things are running in their mind and, and all of the evil ways and the, and, and the corrupt communication. It's everything that you've done. It's everything that you've been doing all last week, 10 years ago. Why all of these things when you not have allowed God to come in and heal and set you free by the power of God? You don't understand. You believe in more what the world is doing and more do you believe in God and now you're expecting God to work a miracle out in your situation he can't do it it's impossible to please God without faith I'm telling you your ticket I'm telling you your passport you need to have faith and it's not by what you see or how you feel You're entertaining the wrong thing. That's why the enemy will always bring something in to distract you. Just like the situation with the little baby here. She ain't saying nothing. But if I would have went over there and continued to deal with it because I didn't have the manifestation and God showed me what I told Trinity. We got to be wise. I could tell you these things. Because we don't understand how God is moving because you don't know the voice of God. You want to be mature in God, but yet you got childish ways and you don't want God to speak you when you done wrong. You say, no God, that's not me. Why are you speaking me? You didn't let Mary get away with me. Why are you want to That's the attitude we have. But let's look at Hezekiah. Hezekiah answered in verse 15. 2 Kings 20 and 15. So Hezekiah answered, they have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among the treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Yahweh strengthens. hear the word of the lord behold the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your father have accumulated until this day shall be carried to babylon nothing shall be left says the lord and they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you whom you will begot and they shall be eunuchs in that place of the king of Babylon. I want to deal with you about verse 18. A eunuch, a eunuch is a man that has been castrated. I want you to see this sin is falling down. You may escape the sword, but they may not. Keep playing with God. I told you he ain't nothing to play with. And God could put it in a way that you can't even deal with him. You can't even tolerate him. And you were like, I couldn't even tolerate my situation. That was on another level. Oh, but now you can't tolerate you. Now you can't tolerate them. When that thing falls, it falls heavy. But you want to know why your government is sending your children to war to lose arm, legs, and limbs. And then they and then what they do is then they come in and make all these artificial things that they were already planning to test your children with. So they walking around lame, but yeah, you still walking around wanting to cry about what the government did and they don't want to pay the insurance. Or you can't go to the VA. But you got to understand the punishment of doing wrong, it falls down to the next generation. That's why God is trying to tell us to clean up now. That your sins do not fall on your children and your grandchildren, but yet you want a better life for them, but yet you're not even trying to make a better life for you, that you can stand up and be the soldier soldier that God wants you to be and stop being so self-centered and focused on yourself, but you're not focused on the things of God, but yet you want the things of God or the power of God when you want it at will. God said, I don't move for sinners like that, but I don't move for lukewarm backsliders. He said your own wickedness will correct you, and you need to understand what is happening in this hour. God is trying to tell you, Something. He ain't going to try to answer you, huh? and you ain't even answering him. You need to understand something. Huh? you got to live your life in a way that God will be able to hear you, and you have God's ear. But God said you don't have my ear because you're living a double life. You're in a wicked state, and you're talking too much, and you keep giving Satan all the information He ran up in heaven telling me all that is in your heart about you and how he's going to work it. And I've given him permission because the chastisement of the Lord upon thee why things are not working out. Some of you should be in a place in your life now that you are in a different place and you know how to handle warfare. You don't even know how to handle warfare. Your own wickedness will correct you and your backsliding will reprove you. And you want to know why these things are. And then you can't hardly serve the Lord. Lord said, you weren't serving me with a full heart anyway. So you're not even hurting me. All of these attitudes, all of these things that we want to blame God, but yet we want to act like our hands are cleaning it all the time. We were dirty from the beginning. Our pride, our lustful ways were always before him. But we pretend like we are in a place that we got God all this kind of way and you don't even have her because why things are such a disarray in your brain? I'm going through a stage now, Miss Lynette. Everything that I was prideful in, God has let me know it is to close. So I'm getting rid of them. See, I acknowledge what the problem is. See how much you love me. I I want want something that's precious and close to you. See, that's how God works. To see what you love more than him. Because you want the power. The power comes with a price. And it comes with a sacrifice. But you don't want to give it. But you want to get it. You don't want to lay on the altar and let God do a work in you. You get mad when they got a a, a, a red meat recall, when they recalling meat. But God said, when you laying on the altar, you give me all kind of crazy, upside down meat. Contaminated meat. That's what you laying on the altar for me? And you think I'm going to accept it? But you'll take that meat back to food line and farm fresh at a heartbeat and then demand your money back. Don't let you get double, man. Then you report them to the board of health and said, I'm going to have him close you down. But when God demands the same thing, he don't love us. God is demanding This is what I'm trying to tell you. I want to read you this again. Hezekiah showed himself to be almost the exact opposite of an other, other-centered person. He was almost totally self-centered. All he cared about was his own personal it says, comfort and success. He was the total opposite. But when God demands something, you always think that he should just look over it. You God, you say a quick little prayer, forgive me for my sins, but your heart has not changed. Your heart has not changed. And now, look at the danger that's in your house. Look at this. But I want to read you something. Proverbs 4 and 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. I looked up the word spring, it says move a jump suddenly and rapid upward or forward. Springs forth. That's why you're up and down. That's why you're moving rapid, having tantrums, getting mad, upset, doing foolish things. Cause he don't want you to think he don't want you to see lie you need to be delivered by the power of god and you need to let him close the door and you probably saying well you know i get delivered i'll go back out let me tell you something back in the day how in the world a drug addict that's been on drugs can get set free and delivered one time and don't have no cigarettes, no more, nothing, no more. But yet, you can't get delivered over small demons. And I call drug addiction and 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 homosexuality them big demons to me. But you can't even get delivered from a small thing. The Bible says small foxes destroy the Bible, and That's what Songs of Solomon told you. But it's interesting that the Book of Psalms. A Solomon is a love story but you're in love with yourself but it's the small things that I'm in love with it's destroying me I want you to see this Bible ain't in Africa it's right here at 2002 Lay Road That is how our problems go sometimes. If they are in, it says in the, it says that's how our problem go. If they are in or put in proper order in our lives. This is how a problem goes. If they're not put in proper order, or in proper perspective in our life, that's why the Holy Ghost brings you in check. That's why the Holy Ghost says, pray this and that fast. Go and, and, and go to Bible study. Go to prayer service. Do whatever you can It It puts things in check so you don't have that springing forth. It does help. You stay out of here two weeks, you're going to be full of demons. This is the era in which we're living in. Here. You, there's something about that simile together. The fellowshiping amongst the saints, you draw strength from one another. I'm not gonna go there, but I want to tell you. I'm gonna go to Genesis thirty-seven. And I'm going to read Genesis 4 through, Genesis 37, 4 through 6. And this is the new um, international version, NIV version. It says, when his brother saw that Joseph, their father loved Joseph more than anything. We're dealing with Joseph. We're talking about talking too much. Joseph had a dream. And one of the things I want to tell you is that when you read this, His brothers hated him, and they could not speak kind words to him. But Joseph was speaking in a way that he didn't understand it as a child. So he went to everybody else. But they let jealousy, the works of the flesh, stop what God was trying to say, and they dumbed up their ears. Normed up their ears but the very thing that they numbed up was what God was what they needed to hear that God can save them this is how we are with prophecy and God speaking things to forewarn you you stop up your ears because you mad jealousy or you in the works and I don't want to hear it or you caught up in your anger so you came here counsel and good wisdom Because your ears are numb and dull of hearing the things of God because of your hatred. The message is you talk too much. Hezekiah didn't have God speaking to him in a vision. He had to have the prophet tell him. But Joseph is having a dream. About the future. If you would have let God deal with you about what's in your house. And about you. You would have been prepared for whatever's happening now. I want to say something. I was on the phone with Danielle about something that God gave me. In November or October of 2014. And I was going to tell the person. And I got. I pulled it out. And I said God. I'm not going to say anything and I saw the message in me, I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name.